And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Chapter 9 Ten minutes later, the Red Panda lowered the last of Kit's assailants back down to the ground. The burly man was unconscious again, but this time it was less due to a roundhouse kick to the side of the head and more because of the hypnotic interrogation he had just undergone. "'Nothing?' Kit said from the boulder where she sat, waiting. Punching was more fun than waiting. He shook his head. "'Their English is none too good,' the Red Panda said, "'and my Arabic is just this side of non-existent, but no. "'None of these men know the names Pavley or Thatcher, "'and only one of them knew the name El Nimir. "'Big surprise,' Kit snorted. "'Why would that jerk have told us anything true?' "'Because he wanted us to lead him to Max,' the Red Panda said, "'placing his palm over the man's face, his outstretched fingers on his temples. "'And he couldn't have known what we already knew. "'Some truth was a small price to pay. "'Besides, I detected no deception in the man.' "'Up to and including the fact that he tried to bushwhack me?' Kit asked sweetly. "'The Red Panda held his free hand out toward her for silence for a moment "'while he concentrated his mental powers. "'Sorry.' He said at last, the language barrier makes that tricky. You erased their memories? she asked. He nodded. They were hired in a bar not far from our hotel, probably while he waited for you to change and bring the car around. He didn't waste time, Kit said grimly. No, he didn't, the Red Panda agreed. This whole play was a rather clumsy improvisation on the part of our friend Ilna Mare. In any case, they won't remember a thing after the bar. We don't need them recognizing you. This is one of the awkward points about fighting crime and our secret identities, she said in a sing-song tone that was meant to scold him like a small, dull child. The bad guys aren't supposed to know where we sleep. Speaking of clumsy improvisations, he said seriously. And we were, she agreed. Anyway, I'm sure sorry that little rat boy El Namir got away. Fighting in civvies is less fun than I remember it being. I'm going to start carrying some squirrel toys when we go on the town. Costumes or no, starting with the static shoes. Costumes wouldn't have been a bad idea, he said, shaking his head. They're tear-proof. I know, she said with a frustrated gesture toward her largely bare shoulder, which he finally took an unintentional moment to appreciate. How am I supposed to get past the gaggle of geese at the hotel with this? Well, tell them someone tried to rob you, he grinned, and you decked them. She beamed and hopped to her feet. I like it when I don't come off as delicate in our paper-thin cover story, she said. I also love it when you talk rough. Say decked again. I will not, he said, trying not to smile. We should go. They'll be waking up any minute, and some of them will be wondering why their jaws are broken. They began to walk down the hill together. So, true or false, she said, frowning again, our one solid lead scampered off into the desert like a frightened little girl. I didn't see the actual scampering, he said, but under the circumstances, I'm going to go with true. We could ask around town, Kit said hopefully. How many jerks with fezzes can there be in town with a name like El Namir? Well, he said, I doubt they're all jerks, per se, but since we're in Cairo, not Toronto, I'm going to put the answer somewhere between hundreds and thousands. Say jerks again, she said with a skip in her step. No, he protested. What about the old man, Kit said. Was that just a wild goose chase? Fenwick shook his head. No, he said. Max was there, right enough. 
Elnamir obviously had second thoughts about providing me with a clue that large. Tried to peddle some cock-and-bull story about Alexandria at the last minute. Probably waiting for his goons to get here, she offered. Maybe, he shrugged. Remember, his original plan was to pull a knife on me to find out what I knew. Everything after that he was making up as he went along. So did the big bad send him to us, or is he a free agent? No idea, the red panda said. Certainly if the Eye of Anubis has the sort of power it is supposed to, whomever recovers it will be able to name their price among tin-pot dictators and would-be tyrants the world over, and possibly worse. She grinned and looked up at him as they walked. Guess we'll have to find it first, she said. I was just thinking the very same thing, he said. Come on, I left in something of a hurry, but I'm certain the old man can help us get started. They were passing the car now, and Kit's knight-errant stood proudly and indicated the untouched car with a sweep of his hands. Kit held up one finger to ask him for another minute, and he beamed his consent. She trotted several steps to catch up with the red panda's long strides. All at once he stopped in his tracks and stared. "'What is it?' she asked. He whipped his head around as if looking for something he had lost. "'There's no light,' he said before advancing toward the old man's hut. He stood in the open doorway and gazed at the tiny empty space— the clutter and bric-a-bac was gone. The fire and oil lamps were gone, leaving no trace of a smell behind. There wasn't even a doorway any more by the back of the hut. Technically, this made a great deal more sense than what he had seen earlier, but he had seen it. It had all been here, inside this building that now looked for all the world like it had been uninhabited for years. He was taking up the entire doorway, but Kit poked her head under his arm, which was up on top of the door frame. Cute, she deadpanned. I had a place like this once. Hey, where are you going? For he had suddenly broken away and was hurrying through the deepening twilight searching for some sign. The street was not busy, but it was not empty either. But still, there must be some trace. Just ahead he saw the receding form of a slim young woman with her head uncovered. In this area it stood out like a beacon, and he raced ahead, not knowing what to call out to stop the young woman before she disappeared. As he closed the distance, he was certain it was her, the old man's granddaughter, but he couldn't call her that. She must have heard his footsteps pounding the dirt road behind her because she turned and seemed to brace herself before seeing that it was him. He stopped and held up his hands in front of him to indicate he meant no harm. The girl simply smiled and showed no fear. He looked at her, and for an instant he did not know where to begin. "'My grandfather apologizes for the abrupt end of your conversation,' she said with a slight bow of her head. "'but this matter of the eye grows too dangerous. "'He is the guardian of much knowledge that is hidden, "'and he dare not allow it to fall into the hands of the enemies of man, "'not even for the sake of a friend like Maxwell Falcone. "'We must withdraw.' "'But I need his help,' Fenwick protested. "'Your help! I have to find Max!' "'The girl smiled and shook her head. "'You do not need us,' she said. "'You are like the stranger, a hunter. "'You will never give up. "'Time is an element,' the Red Panda said. "'There are others in the hunt.' "'She nodded. "'Falcone could be anywhere now, "'and even my grandfather cannot help you find him. "'But if he yet lives, "'he seeks the eye of Anubis, "'and he will never quit in his search. "'Seek the eye, and you will find the man.' Marvelous, the Red Panda said. "'All I have to do is find something the size of a baseball "'that's been lost for thousands of years. "'Simple, really.' She smiled and shook her head as if he were a small boy. "'Not lost,' she said, as the shadows of twilight seemed to blossom around her. "'Not truly. The eye is where it always has been, and to find the eye you must walk the great field.' 
great field, he protested, but I thought that... But the girl was gone, and only the drifting shadows of the desert remained where she had stood. So, do you like comedy? If you do, then Friday Follies might be just the feed for you. From the Mutual Audio Network, every Friday we bring you a selection of hilarious audio drama, and you can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Friday Follies, or you could subscribe to the main Mutual Audio Network feed. It's up to you. Find us there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.